a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is one North Carolina company doing to brand their broadband-only service? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, with WordSouth, as usual, and I'm joined today by Wes Triplett, who is with River Street Networks. He is a media and design associate over there. So, Wes, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. And uh, ease on up close to the microphone here. We'll uh, get started. We are recording this one uh, live at the CrowdFiber Open Conference in uh, Lake Lanier Islands here in Georgia, and so... So we are, uh, we'll have several episodes coming from here at this conference, uh, some crowd fiber related, some not. And, uh, but I wanted to get Wes on an episode here because um, uh, River Street Networks has um, a product that they call Optify. So tell us a little bit about what is Optify. Uh, so Optify we created back in May of this year, actually, um, and it was so that way we could reach people that didn't want to necessarily have an entire bundle of TV, phone, and internet service. Uh, With the amount of streaming services that become popular and everyone having their cell phone and um, internet access being in more demand than ever, we figured that it would be a lot more efficient for us to make a plan to where people only had to have internet and that it would hopefully be able to reach more of the people in the back end of places that you know, have their cell phone and just want to have access to everybody. That's what we'll spend most of our time talking about here um, is Optify. But I guess first, because um, media and design associate is not a, a title you see at every telco out there. So tell us a little bit about what your role is um, with River Street. Um, so just as the Optify plan started in May, I also started in May. Um, so we're kind of been revamping our marketing department um, as of right now, and everyone's kind of starting to get into their role. Uh, so it's easier to say everyone is at this level and stuff. So I actually start to go towards more of the media side, and I actually do a lot of our digital marketing. So running Facebook ads and Google ads um, and doing things like that, and Google Analytics is what I do. So Okay, well, we may get into that a little bit later in the episode, because that's something that I know folks are, are interested in hearing about. Let's get back to Optify. So it starts in May, and um, you've got a lot of folks um, that you're offering it for existing customers or just new customers, or anybody can um, get it? Anybody can get it, as long as you're within um, our service area course, yeah. with Wooks Communications and R- River Street, depending on uh, where the area is at. We offer it for everybody. Okay. All right. And then, so do you know, uh, I mean, did you have a lot of people, um, I guess the main thing folks would be able to drop is either TV or phone service. Did you guys have a lot of people doing that? Um, I didn't necessarily get to look at much as those stats because another department um, handles it. But since it has started, it has become one of our most popular plans. And usually the go-to plan that a lot of people, when they see it is say, Hey, I can totally, I can totally do that. I can afford that. And it provides tremendous value for people. Sure. Now you've seen, uh, and you guys are doing it here with the brand Optify. Um, and you've seen it with like Comcast, Xfinity, and you know, some folks have that different brand name mm-hmm. for their product. I don't know if you were in any of the discussions to do that, but um, if, if you were, how did you guys come to that idea? And then secondly, how do you promote it as kind of part of River Street, but also under its own brand all in itself? 
so I wasn't necessarily there when they developed the name, uh, but Optify pretty much stands for optical fiber. Sure. So that's where they got the name from. And then taking it short and condensing it makes it catchy. So everybody's like, oh, the Optify plan by Wilkes Communications or by River Street just seemed to stick really well. Okay. And that brand goes for River Street and for in the, the, yes. C, the ILEC, the um, Wilkes. Okay. So um, now that you've got it, and you, we, we talked a little bit, um, you know, phone being one thing uh, that people could drop, but TV was another one that you mentioned uh, early on. Are you guys doing anything to kind of tell folks um, about Fire TVs and about Roku's and some of the other streaming options they can do if they are dropping their TV service? I know some folks are doing things to educate folks on, you know, if folks have had the regular linear video for years and right. years and years, it's a little different to move over streaming. Are y'all ta- how are y'all talking about those streaming services? Uh, we do run a few promotions that is like if you add or upgrade, then it comes with a Roku Fire Stick. Uh, and we kind of do a bit of Q&A questions on our website to try and help explain that. And as the coming months start to, or well, as the months start to pass by, uh, we are trying to look into a direction of how to better advertise. And especially with um, the Optify plan, which is actually a great idea now that you mention it, uh, being able to talk about, hey, you can have this come along with it or maybe have a bundle and us better explain and communicate that there are other options out there um, besides just having to have a TV service, but having the Roku Fire Stick to go along with it. And then, of course, to support those, they need a big, strong internet connection from, of from course. you guys as well. Right, right. Baseline is 100 up and 100 down, and we can also go all the way up to a gig, um, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And with so many devices connected to the, to the home, especially for like a family, 100 up and 100 down is can cover a lot of ground unless you're running a business from home or need the extra and, you know. Sure. You think folks are, are getting that? Are they understanding uh, just what kind of, you know, what kind of connection they are able to, to get there and what it can do for them? I think so. And we've started to run um, a couple more things on like social media, kind of saying like, hey, if you're scrolling through Facebook, you need this much. If you're going to stream from Netflix this much. And then uh, gaming, which takes up a pretty big oh, yeah. margin of bandwidth up and uh, down. Yep. yeah um and kind of communicating that value and better sending it out there because it's it's tough for someone that's not in the internet business to know exactly how much is 25 how much right. is 100 and letting them know exactly what that is sure now um Let's get over into more of, of your day to day um and talk about the analytics and the um uh, you know, the Google ad side of things, some of the, the other digital marketing that you were talking about. And I guess a good question, um, how often are you looking at those analytics? That's one that comes up a lot with our clients. Uh, you know, Word South does some Google ads, stuff like that too. And is always, you know, you can drive yourself crazy hitting refresh, refresh, refresh to try to see who's clicking on stuff. How often do you normally look at those analytics? Um, so usually what I'll do is first thing in the morning, I'll usually sign on and I'll look. So um, I have a campaign running for a couple of our new areas um, for two weeks. And so usually what I'll do is I'll go in first thing in the morning and I'll look and see like what our cost per click is, how many impressions we're making. Um, and if something is like, if let's say our cost per click is way too high, then I'll go in and I'll look like which campaign is not working correctly or cause I have, I run multiple ad sets to okay. try and hit the 
biggest area. And so the ones that are underperforming, I'll cut off. But usually once I do that first thing in the morning, I try and look in other directions to where I can optimize the campaign. Or once this one finishes, what can I do better? For the next um, one. Right. And letting that data set in for a couple of days. Because like you said, if you're hitting refresh all the time and you're like, why is nobody clicking on right. this? And it's, well, it takes time to reach people. Right. I know I'm guilty of that whenever we send out, you know, email marketing for folks or something. It's, has anybody opened it yet? Does oh, anybody, look, somebody right. opened it. Yeah. So that's obviously um, tempting, but something to stay away from. So you said just then, and I'd like to continue talking about that. You said mm-hmm. a second ago, about two weeks is about the right time you think for a campaign for online ads? Yeah. So if, if you run, like, let's say if you're going to have a sale on the weekend, um, then you might say for that week, you might promote it or maybe a couple of days before if it's a flash sale. Uh, but usually if you're going to run a campaign, you want it to be two weeks. So that way within the first couple of days, somebody's seen it and, you know, they're like, okay, this exists. And then the next couple of days, they kind of pay more attention to it. Um, and maybe tune into it. Like I've seen this a few times, like maybe I should click on this. This seems really nice. Uh, but once you kind of start getting past two weeks, people are like, ugh, I've seen this ad a hundred times. I've, I keep seeing it everywhere. And they kind of go blind to it. And they exactly, they completely ignore it and they keep scrolling it. And then anytime you say something else, they're just like, Oh, they're spamming me again. And they just completely ignore it. So usually that two week period is a sweet spot to, try and play around with. Got it. Uh, one of the cool things about um, the online ads like that, at least from the campaigns we've done, is you can target it pretty well. Yes. Um, so you're not having to, you know, a lot of cases for, um, you know, a rural telco or a rural uh, broadband provider, you're, you know, you don't want to have to buy in uh, ads in the metro market, um, right. either TV or newspaper, radio, um, but you can really get close with the zip codes. Have you found any any challenges um, when you're looking at digital um, marketing to a rural area versus urban, or you think it's it's kind of a um, kind of a handy tool to reach some of those markets it was harder to reach before? Um, it's definitely very easy to reach places. Um, one of our areas is kind of a fiber kind of a problem area because our fiber lines only go down certain roads. Oh yeah. So it's like we can target the whole place with an ad, but we're really only looking for certain specific people to respond, which in that case, um, it might be better for us to do like a postcard mailing. Right. Cause then we can say, here's the streets that can get it and send it straight out. Um, but in terms of like running uh, a bigger campaign, I can select I can select like multiple different areas and say, okay, I'm going to run out a campaign for this. Or let's say River Street keeps expanding and we go through Virginia or Georgia or whatever. Well, at that point, our population size becomes so big in those areas, we can start to narrow it down and say, okay, let's add some demographics to it. Right. Let's say people that are interested in internet providers or gaming like you said earlier right and you can start to hone in on those people because you instead of just throwing a dart which is okay when it's in a small area because you have a high chance to hit but if you're trying to hit a bullseye in an area that's you know by trying to put in too many different graphics then it can really hinder a campaign got it when we've looked at um, online advertising, obviously there's a lot of choices to do it, um, but Google and Facebook seem to be the you know the mm-hmm. the big ones, the big players there. Have you noticed any 
do you treat them differently? I guess, number one, are you on both Facebook ads and Google ads? Yes. Do you treat them differently or is your message different between the two or is it pretty similar? Um, I treat them completely different. Okay. So with Google, Google is more of when somebody finds your ad, it means that they're looking to purchase something. You you go to Google and look up best internet provider before me or around me. Mm-hmm. That means you want to buy internet service. Uh, when you're on Facebook, you're usually scrolling and enjoying yourself. You're not really looking to buy something. So on Facebook, it might be um, that we post something about an event that we had and we boost it out or say, hey, this plan is here. We're not necessarily expecting someone to immediately respond to that. But it's there so that way later on when they're like, hey, I'm looking for internet, they remember our name and they see it. And now it's like, oh, here's that ad on Google. And then the Google ad is usually what converts a lot better. Got it. So, I mean, it sounds like uh, I'm correct in saying that those are the two big players. Have you yes. have you found any other online advertising options out there that, that seem to be successful that aren't Google or Facebook? Um, we haven't dove as much into other platforms. Um, Stay where the eyeballs are. That makes right. sense. Right. And since uh, this is a new thing for our company itself. So like I said, I joined in May. And so since that time period, I've kind of taken over the digital marketing side of things. So right now we're still trying to figure out what works, um, what our budget is. And right now our, our budget is as a point to where we need it to focus on Facebook and Google's. But if we see improvement, then maybe over the next few months, it might be like, hey, let's try and hit this target on like Instagram. Let's see what that has to um, to give back to us. Sure. Um, I don't want you to give away too many uh, secrets or anything, but are there are there a few things that you've seen work really well? Or if there's somebody who's like you guys were a little while ago and hasn't gotten in there, but has heard a little bit about it, um, obviously at Word South, we, we'd love for them to come, you know, uh, work with an agency to do it. But if they want to try it on themselves, which is, is uh, you know, totally a good option. Are there a few tips that you would give them or pass on to them as from, that you've learned in your time? Um, a few tips is don't get obsessed with the numbers. Okay. First off, <laughs> right. um, cause like we said, it's, earlier, hard. it's very easy. Yeah. It's very easy to look and be like, this isn't working. Um, but a lot of those systems need time to learn where your ad should go. So if you set up something, give it a few days and then kind of go through and see, okay, what's our problem. Now we've got enough traction down. Um, try and keep the, the ad word copy fairly short and concise uh, because the uh, average attention span on social media is about seven seconds. So if you're not getting your point across within seven seconds, you're going to lose people. Um, and seven seconds is actually a little longer than I might have guessed it would be. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. seven seconds That's is about awfully like, short. Yeah, yeah it's, it goes by fast. And then uh, I'd probably say as a third point is try and, well, it might be a third and fourth point, um, but try and hit people's pain points. So like if you know that internet providers are having problems uh, with weather. Anytime it rains, the TV goes out. You might want to say, hey, are you looking for, um, are you tired of it raining and your service go out too? Starting with something like that, because then people say, yeah, I I do have that problem. And you get them engaged in. And then at the same time, you don't want, you don't want your post, or at least on Facebook, to look like an advertisement. So when you're creating it, you don't necessarily want it to be, oh, look, here's our Optify plan for da-da-da-da-da amount. It might be you have a stock photo of something that that looks nice that still retains to um, 
internet service or whatever business it is to where someone sees it and isn't like, ah, they're just trying to sell me something. Got it. I think those are all um, those are all great advice, and I think hopefully that encourages some folks to kind of get a toe in the water and get started. So, mm-hmm. well, Wes, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you for having me on the show. He is Wes Triplett. He is the Media and Design Associate with River Street Networks in North Carolina. I'm your host, Andy Johns, once again with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.